going to space. Ow! Welcome back to another episode of Disney Versus, where narrating helps us focus. <laughs> oh, that's so true, though. <laughs> this is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. This episode is also brought to you by The Meat Sandwich, where the juicy fingers are the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Got you with two of them. Let's go. <laughs> Today we are talking about Pixar's latest animated feature, Lightyear. So, of course, we had to get our expert on all things space and animation. Gina Perry is back. Gina, how are you? I'm doing good. Yes, all things space. I mean, I could could count them off. Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, Battlestar. What what do I got? Any reference I don't catch, you will definitely catch. Yeah. If you are new to the show, welcome. What we usually do on this show is we talk about um, Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, animated properties in March Madness style brackets. But occasionally we do movie reviews from time to time. So today, like I said, we are discussing Pixar's latest animated feature, Lightyear. Before we get to that, uh, Grace, what you watching? Um, I set up a movie theater in my backyard with a giant screen and a projector um and so i watched yeah it's it's great um i watched pretty woman for the first time ever and i liked it it was good yeah i know uh and then super random i watched the second pirates movie which i thought i hated i think i've only seen it once and it's good it's not bad and I, I still stand by the idea that as the movies get worse, the music gets better, at least through three. I mean, the second sure. one's music is Chef's Kiss. The Epic Organ. The Kraken yeah. and Davy Jones. It's funny yeah. that you mentioned because I literally just watched one, two, and three just like yeah. two days ago. Yeah, we're about halfway through at World's End. It's long. Um, it's almost three hours. Yeah, yeah. I say. It's a lot of movie. It's so good. That one, that wasn't my favorite, but I liked, I used to like it more than Dead Man's Chest. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it more than I thought. I don't watch any of them beyond three. I haven't even seen the fifth one. What was it? The Javier Bardem or something? Mm-hmm. Dead Men Tell No Tales? Sure. I, I don't think I've seen that one. But they're going to make, they just signed Johnny Depp for a sixth one. They did? Of course they did. And then they're going to make a prequel with him Ooh. like it was announced probably within like a, a couple weeks after the hurt the trial ended of course so they were they were they were like ready prepared what they need to do what they need to do is run it back with uh fantastic beasts because i still Indeed. haven't seen it it's on hbo max either. right now and mm-hmm. uh, yeah i haven't brought myself to watch it yet Mm-hmm. I haven't been in a Harry Potter mood for a very long time. Like you years. and a lot of the world. It was it was well before she became what she was. 
and then they just like added on top of it. <laughs> Gina, what you watching? Well, I just watched the Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> um, which led me to want, or I wanted to wanting to watch. So let me want to continue with the pirate theme, and I watched Our Flag Mean Death. Okay, all of it in one night. It was wonderful. What's that? I've never heard of that. It's on HBO. Um, Taika Waititi directs it, and then is in it as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gentleman pirate. Uh, a wealthy man decides to become a pirate um, and starts to sail, just leaves his family and starts to sail the sea. Okay. It's, um, as most describe it, very gay. <laughs> um, okay. But it, it's, it's really cute. Cute? I don't know what the right word would be, but like, it's really, it's really good. And Taika Waititi is amazing and as normal. Um, who's the main character? What's his name? Oh my gosh. I can't remember the actor's name. He's in like a lot of comedies. He's a British actor. That narrows it down. I know. <laughs> I can see his face in other movies, but I can't pinpoint the movies. Reese Darby. Yeah, I would have never would have got that. What? Um, he's he's in Yes Man. He's just like small roles here and there in these like comedy shows. Oh. You would recognize him if you saw him. He was in How I Met Your Mother. He was the guy at the uh, at the inn in was, season nine. Was he? Maybe not. Now that I think. No, that I thought that was someone else. Nope, that's him. That's actually him. Yep, that's definitely him. Okay. What about you, Tori? What are you watching? Continuing the pirates theme. No, I thought it was going to be the a rom com oh. theme that we were going to have with Pretty Woman. I watched The Wedding Singer for the first time the other day. Yeah. It's one of the better, it's one of the movies that people bring up when they talk about Adam Sandler. So again, it was on HBO Max, so I decided to watch it and it was pretty good. Some of it was realistic. Yeah. Sorry, some of it wasn't realistic with, you know, Drew Barrymore being okay with so many weird things, but whatever. You didn't have a lot of red flags. I don't think he had a lot of red flags. It's just a lot of stuff that happened like around him. I haven't seen it in a while. And then I guess keeping the boat theme. There we go. Nailed it. Brought it around. There you are. I watched and this this section of the show is supposed to be things that we recommend. I watched Death on the Nile, which I don't recommend. But (laughs) there were boats, water. I have more. What else did you watch, Grace? I went to the drive-in movies for the first time. It was awesome. Um, what did you see? I saw the new Jurassic Park movie, which was fine. I'd give it like a six. And then I saw Maverick, which was great. And I want to see again in a bigger theater, maybe IMAX. You might be past time to see it in IMAX. Why are you crushing my hopes and dreams? I, I mean, you would you'd have to go like today. It's still showing at the Galaxy Theater over here. They have a bunch of IMAX theaters. Mm. They took them out for Thor. Oh, that's another one. Thor. Go see Thor. Mm. <laughs> Tori would not recommend, but <laughs> <laughs> I we were we started rewatching like watching the first Thor, which I thought I really liked, and then got about halfway through it, and I was like, this is. Not very good. So, I'm not sure how far we're going to get into that rewatch. I would say about halfway through it goes downhill. Um, and then Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's last episode comes out tomorrow. I was going to get into it later, but they're like, 
Thor, Jurassic World Dominion, this movie, I'm kind of in a gray area of like, did I like this movie? Including Lightyear? Is that what you're saying? Including Lightyear. Okay. That's a segue. That's a no, that's a that's a that's a tease. That's a taste. Because <laughs> we got to do news first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we got to okay, do let's news have first. Two. Uh, so during our last episode, I brought up that a movie called Strange World was coming out from Disney, and I knew nothing about it. Literally, the very next day after we recorded that episode, a trailer for Strange World came out. I was so pissed. <laughs> so. The movie, Strange World, from Disney, is coming out on November 23rd, 2022, directed by Don Hall, who directed Big Hero 6 and Ryan the Last Dragon, written by Ki Wen, who wrote Ryan the Last Dragon, and will be starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, Gabrielle Union, Lucy Liu, uh, Jabuki Young-White, and, of course, because it's a Disney movie, Alan Tudyk. Never mind about that. Will he have a speaking role? No, probably not. It will probably be some bird, <laughs> some bird-shaped creature, animal. Right, yeah, that's what he's gonna be. He he will probably be some bird-shaped creature that makes ridiculous noises. The okay. only thing that I can find, like it doesn't even have a straight-up Wikipedia page yet. I'm on the D- Disney Fandom dot com wiki. Nerd. <laughs> have have you listened to this podcast? <laughs> the synopsis Actually, reads. I started re-listening from the beginning, and it's a journey. <laughs> Absolutely, the original action adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. Yeah, there's so much opportunity there for Alan to do a non-speaking speaking role. Oh yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no. I just saw the trailer today, like when I went to see Lightyear again. Like that, I, I did. That was the first time I saw the trailer. I didn't even know there was a movie coming out, a Disney mm-hmm. movie coming out. It looked good though. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty. I'll give it a shot. It's. I say this every time. Every time there's a new movie, I say it's good. I'll give it a shot. Um, of course you will it's almost, yeah. it's almost like you have a Disney podcast or something. Yeah. water is wet the character design is interesting there's not that much of it in the actual trailer but from what I can see from the trailer it looks interesting I'm, I I need more before I can make a yay a definitive yay or nay But Beauty and the Beast is getting a 30th anniversary live action musical special Directed by Hamish Hamilton, who directed the London Olympic Games opening ceremonies in in 2012. It'll be produced by John M. Chu, who directed the In the Heights musical. John M. Chu directed the In the Heights musical movie. And supposedly it's going to be a live action animation hybrid. I have no idea what that actually means. I think that means that we'll get Cogsworth jumping around with live people so it's going to be like they're interacting from from what i've seen or some from what i read with this article like is it going to be like roger rabbit where there's someone there and they're just interacting with the cartoon or something i i have no idea maybe i don't know about this one when does that come out or like fantasia 
when Mickey is interacting with the conductor. Maybe. I didn't get a date on when it was coming out, but the 30th anniversary part of it, the 30th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast's release was last November. Mm. The 30th anniversary part is the anniversary of it being nominated for Best Picture, which I think is also behind. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is actually for. Okay, great. Speaking of things I don't know what it's actually for, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out in September. Yay! (laughs) Don't be a downer. I'm totally a downer for this. I'm going to be a downer too. I'm so excited. I I just... I like the movie. I don't understand where the hype for it came from. Like, why did it get so big suddenly? Same. Like, Same. I don't understand. I, I, like, no, I like the movie. Favorite. I watched it every year. Yeah. Like, it was one of my favorite Disney Halloween movies. But, like, so was Halloween Town. And that didn't, like, skyrocket. Is because of Bette Midler? Is that why? That's probably <laughs> the only it. reason. That's the only reason. That's it. Halloween Town also, like, it had a series. It just came out relatively close together i'm i'm excited for it and um my indie friends are excited for it too and i think that's going to be a good one to set up in the backyard that people are excited for (laughs) i am indifferent you thanks for not pooping on my joy (laughs) i will say we might have to do another live drunk disney for this because for i think i don't know if we've talked i don't know if we talked about it when we were doing when we were prepping for our halloween bracket we actually watched this and did a drunk Disney to the first one. Oh, nice. And it was a whole disaster. That was when we were making beignets, the Mickey beignets. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming this comes out in October. Did you say that? Uh, it comes out September 30th to uh, Disney Plus, of course. Oh, just straight to Okay. Yeah. Speaking of straight to Disney Plus, man, these segues. Uh <laughs> Monsters Welcome. at Work Season 2 has been Yay. greenlit for 2023. Grace, have you seen Monsters at Work? No. <laughs> I feel like, and I love the Monsters franchise, too. What I don't know what's wrong with me. Cute. I know. I think you'll like Monsters at Work. It, it's very it's very in the vein of Monsters, Inc. And, well, so just cute. Monsters, Inc. I love that universe so much. I think it's so well done, so... I think some of the stuff, some of the world building that they set up in Monsters U actually bleeds into Monsters at Work. So Yeah, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited about that. We gotta watch Grace, we gotta do a watch along for Monsters at Work, because I think you'll I think you'll like it a lot. Yeah. And this final piece of news that I literally just put in before we started recording. I know it's not directly Disney animation related. But neither is Hocus Pocus. Uh, Chadwick Boseman received a posthumous Emmy nomination for his voice work as T'Challa in Marvel's What If. And I am on the verge of tears right now. So. He may not win. Even if he doesn't win, that was a really classy thing for them. And his, Mm -hmm. his episode was very good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was it. I really liked that episode. I believe he was episode two. Oh, it was two or three. What if T'Challa was Star Lord? That was so, that was such a cute episode. Yeah, <laughs> like cute is a good word to describe it. <laughs> that had some of the best cameos from other characters in the Marvel universe, the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what made it cute. 
Yeah. Some of them are very surprising, too. Yeah. All right. Y'all ready to go to space? Let's do it. Going yeah. to space. All right. We're going to take a quick trailer break. And when we come back, we're going to be in space. And we're going to talk about Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear Mission Log. After a full year of being marooned on this planet, our first test flight is a go. Let's get everyone home. Good luck, Captain. We're all counting on you! Roger that. There's a I am Socks, your personal companion robot. We'd like to come and We're being pursued by a... Just a massive robot. That was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you. Buzz! Let all the children I can provide sleep sounds if you like. I have several options. Summer night, ocean paradise, whale calls. No, no. White noise is fine. Very well. Good night, Socks. Good night, Buzz. I'm going to go ahead and drop a spoiler alert right now, because now that I think about it, there are things to be spoiled in this movie. Spoiler alert. Lightyear was directed by Angus McLean, who was one of the co-directors of Finding Dory. It was written by Jason Headley and Angus McLean, who uh, McLean has, I looked it up, he has 19 Pixar film credits. Wow. This is movie 26. So yeah, there's that. Been around for a minute. The movie stars Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, Uzo Aduba, Kiki Palmer, Peter San, Taika Waititi, Dale Souls and James Brolin, and the music was done by Michael Giacchino. Woo. We've said his name a couple of times on this podcast. We're fans. It currently has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, has a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, it has a 60% on Metacritic, and since this was finally a Pixar movie was released in theaters, we have Box Office. As of July 10th, it has grossed $112.3 million domestic, domestically and uh, $204.4 million worldwide, which is actually pretty low. Yeah. This movie has been getting poked and barbed by critics and fans alike. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Uh, first impressions. What did we think of Lightyear? Gina, we want to go first? I really enjoyed it. I was, I don't know the right word engaged the entire movie like I was pulled in a lot like I wasn't and that was with a four-year-old sitting next to me so like I like I was I was fully engrossed in the movie um I thought it was funny I thought it had very good nostalgia which I did have the second time I watched it I was like I gotta put the nostalgia aside and just like look at the movie but like um I don't care I like the nostalgia part 
Um, I think Chris Evans did a really good job. I think it was a very fun movie to go see. And it, it sounds cheesy, but like I understand why Andy liked Buzz and wanted to get his toy after watching that, right? Mm, um, mm-hmm. The weird part was like the canon, if you will, from the second yeah. Toy Story. Um, but I don't know if we want to talk about that later when we get further down. We can we're get just it. doing first impression. Yeah, let's get to it later. Yeah. Grace, what'd you think? I liked it. I, I think now that I've been a little, I mean, I watched it about a week and a half ago, but I liked it. I didn't love it. I do think this is a great job of building empathy for Buzz. And Gene, I totally, I hadn't thought about that, but I totally get what you mean about it makes sense why Andy wanted Buzz. Like, yeah, totally. This, this makes a lot more sense. He was a cool space guy. What did what did Woody say? <laughs> You're a cool space yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. Did this have a short at the beginning? It didn't, did it? It did not. I was kind of like, I, I'm not late. What? So that was off-putting. Like, Pixar, don't... I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't realize that this was the first Pixar movie actually in theaters because they've just been releasing to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. First one since Onward. And that one did bad because COVID. Yeah, it was the very beginning of COVID. Yeah. At the dawn of COVID, there was Onward. Yeah, I I missed that. I was looking forward to it. And at first I was like, are they doing a space one? No, no, we're just skipping that. That's sad. It's sad. That is sad. That is sad. Something I always look forward to in Pixar movies. Oh, gosh, I'm looking at some notes. Beginning mission mission log, the same as Toy Story. Oh. Yeah, the start, it started off. Yeah, it started off with a with his mission log that's used in Toy Story when he lands on the unfamiliar territory. Um, <laughs> I thought that was cute, a good Easter egg. Random question: Did the audio seem kind of oddly filtered to y'all? I don't know if it was my theater or if that was generally the audio was a little weird. I think it might have been your theater because I saw it twice. I saw it here and I saw it in Georgia, and the second time. The audio was better, even though I was in a smaller theater. Mm-hmm. It might just be your theater's speakers were, I don't know. Not older or something. Yeah, no, mine, I think mine were good. I mean, I went to two new theater, two newish theaters. So mm-hmm. it, it was pretty, they were decent. It didn't sound filtered, at least, as far as I could tell. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'll chalk that up to my theater experience. What about you, Tori? What do you think? I kind of alluded to it. Uh, I don't know how I completely feel about this movie. I think I'm a little bit in the camp, like on the lower side of where Grace is. I liked it. There were some things that I that I really liked about this movie. I didn't love this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to put my finger on why. There were a lot of aspects that I liked. The, the callbacks to Toy Story. It's done a lot in dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I appreciated that. Yeah, most of them actually were dialogue. I kind of like the concept behind this movie, too. Like, how Buzz gets where he is and where he's... How he gets where he is and where he's going. Like, his journey throughout the movie. It's simple, but I kind of... it, It was workable. I could go with it. Honestly, like, I didn't think about it until you said that, but Buzz seems kind of crazy when he gets to Andy's bedroom like he's a little manic and overly intense and hyper focused 
and having this backstory really supports that and like yeah he was kind of mental and there's also a reason for that <laughs> um, yeah 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 no it, it i think chris evans did a really good job of playing a person that became a toy like does that make sense like because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we see him as a toy right not as a person mm-hmm. but like chris evans like was able to take the personality like i liked when he he's talking to the the, the prisoner the prisoner what was her name I don't remember, but he said uh, prisoner woman, or like something he just like described Darby. who she was. Darby yeah, is her name. He, just, is the he described names. who she was like he did with Pitt, like with Ham. Gotcha, yeah. And so I felt like he like encapsulated that kind of like personality really well, but like also Buzz is a toy. <laughs> like we're used to seeing him as a toy, not a person. For the purpose of us not getting confused and for the audience who may be confused to not get confused what light year is the movie that andy saw that inspired him to get inspired his mom to buy him the buzz Lightyear toy mm-hmm. it's the same as if you saw minions or you know no more more apt spider-man <laughs> no more apt description if you saw transformers or oh, teenage yeah. Mutant ninja turtles those the if history lesson those two shows like transformers teenage Mutant ninja turtles he-man thundercats those shows were made to sell toys yeah. transformers got a movie and then because. they got toys based on that movie that's where we are lightyear is a movie the buzz lightyear that we know in toy story is based on this movie mm-hmm. okay Yes, I liked that that was outlined, like, he pretty much says that right at the beginning, this is that movie. I appreciate that text, because I thought, Mm -hmm. when we first, when they first announced this, I thought Buzz Lightyear was going to be, like, a historical person that inspired Mm -hmm. Buzz Lightyear, the toy. Mm -hmm. But this makes a lot more sense than that. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I found myself chuckling about was, like, that idea if you take that as the idea, this is a very toyetic movie. And what I mean by that, there oh. are there are multiple different characters, there are multiple different vehicles, there are multiple mm. different like play sets that you could have. Yeah. To sell toys to kids. Because mm-hmm. I was, that's, I never thought about that. Way, yeah. Yeah, and something else to think about, like if you look at a Marvel movie, if you think about it. No main character in a Marvel movie, except for maybe Doctor Strange and the Hulk, they are never in the same costume or outfit in a back-to-back movies. That's true. Yeah, they're always upgrading or getting something mm-hmm. new added on. Why is Iron that? Man. You gotta sell toys. Oh, that's true. Like, why wow. does Spider-Man... Toy, you're, you're bursting... No, stop you're, it. You're bursting the vision oh. with capitalism. <laughs> yep. I was thinking yep. watching it today that it would be a very good video game. Also that. Buzz like also that gets the, a video it's, game. It's like, yeah, way it was set up. I was like, I could see this being played as a video game. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, Andy probably had it. Yep, he did. He did in Toy Story <laughs> 2. He had the game. <laughs> That's the beginning of Toy Story the 2. They're Toy playing Story the Buzz Lightyear game. <laughs> no, Rex is playing it, not Andy. And that also speaks to something that, like, if, if you think about it that way, like, that's something that me and Grace love. Like, they world-built this thing, you mm-hmm. know? And, and to, like, wove it through. Really, this is some of the best weaving, I think, where it's 
it's pretty seamless. It's not ominous. If you haven't seen Toy Story, you're not missing anything, but you appreciate it if you are familiar with the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Which is, I think, good that what you were saying about the Easter eggs were a lot of verbal and, like, dialogue, because, like, mm-hmm. if you see something in the background, you're not going to, and you haven't seen the Toy Story movies, you're not going to know, right? But, like, you can still laugh at him saying, you're mocking me, aren't you? Like, because it's funny, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and then the people mm-hmm. who've seen it are like, oh, that's really neat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like that. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> it's great that Chris Evans says it kind of in the same tone of voice yes. that uh-huh. Tim yeah. Allen said it in. Even, pretty much anytime he he was quoting he he did a pretty decent job of sounding like tim allen's yeah or the same inflections mm-hmm. as tim allen used because like when he says i'm buzz lightyear i'm always right like mm-hmm. or i'm always sure not right my bad and one of my one of the easter eggs that i liked was uh something that i was waiting on because you notice with the um the design of buzz it's different like it's not as sleek and oh, polished as the toy their space because suits, right? it's a movie. Yeah, their spacesuits look exactly like the toy does because duh. Mm-hmm. But I was looking for all of the the things that are brought up in Toy Story that become important to his character, like the laser, karate chop action, because Buzz does fight at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the big thing was I was thinking was where are his wings? Yeah. And then towards the end yes. of the movie, just like at the end of Toy Story, he he flies <laughs> for real. <laughs> so he falls. I, with style. Really I didn't even think cool. about it. He falls with style, but like, yeah, yeah no, I really, lo- I didn't even notice it. Like Curtis had to be like, he added the laser gun. And I'm like, I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how they just like slowly incorporated, it. and then he was like, we need these on our actual suits, and at the end, they're like, they put them on the actual suits. Yeah. Oh, and then. You said falling with style. They do kind of fall back down to earth or they whatever fall, planet they, it is. Because he, yeah, like style. they couldn't, he couldn't control it, right? So they just fell. Yeah. I just kind of plummet <laughs> back to the planet. So there was an, like always, there was a controversy with <gasps> this movie that I'm going to come right out and say was completely unwarranted again. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. For if you don't know what I'm talking about, the lesbian kiss between uh, Uzo Aduba's character, uh, Commander Hawthorne, and her uh, wife, uh, Kiko, it was like really quick. I didn't even like when they said it, I was like, I didn't even see them do it. Like, I must have been distracted or something. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was specifically about the kiss. I avoided everything beforehand so i knew that there was a controversy but didn't read into it at all like didn't so i didn't know what it was going in um and like i was taking notes during the movie and i was like i have this line love strong black lesbian boss yeah nice but yeah there's so many things and like i just knew she's a woman in power she's a black woman in power and then she's also a black female lesbian mm-hmm. <laughs> like Thank you, Pixar. Just, just fucking come out and do it. Like, fuck everyone else. Just twist the knife with trolls a little bit more. Yeah. I love it. I didn't even like it. Didn't register in my brain until I saw it. Like, like until the article started coming out. I'm like, I can't believe this is like 2022, right? We're we're gonna, we're still getting pissy about this. All right. I think right now though that Disney is like pissed at the Santas. And so they're now like just anytime they can throw representation in, they're going to just to make him upset. <laughs> right. I think it's so absurd that 
they're just trying the expansion of representation in these movies and it's not even like it was a peck and like mm-hmm. we got to see what like total of maybe three minutes of screen time with them and that might be pushing it honestly mm-hmm. three minutes because it's just quick glimpses when he comes back of seeing mm-hmm. uh hawthorne and kiko together yeah. yeah my biggest problem is like it's not like it's gratuitous or graphic it's Mm-hmm. if you want to teach and i know a lot of people are like or a lot of parents are like i don't want to expose my kids to that sheltering your kids isn't going to make them better sorry mm-hmm. real real talk look at the kiss in aladdin between jasmine and aladdin wait there's a kiss in aladdin there's tongue in that kiss you look easy <laughs> like <laughs> and literally was a peck on on the lips in on my ear and like look at every other disney movie with a, a male and a female lead or role like main characters like all of their kisses are very long yeah but we know it's not about the kiss oh we absolutely know it's not about the kiss but i'm just like (laughs) i'm tired of people sexualizing gay people when they literally just want to love who they would like to love my thing and i could and i'll move we will move on to something else disney has always been a way to teach your kids about teach us teach your kids about life just in general from mm-hmm. beginning to now all the movies there's something you can take away about being different accepting other people you know loving yourself in your own skin being yourself all that crap that you're supposed to learn eventually <laughs> this is another thing that disney is slowly just trying to like hey this is a way for your kids to get used to it like it's nothing different than what you're used to already you know and if you don't make a big deal about it the kid's not gonna even question it they might ask why are they kissing and you just say some people have two mommies yeah some people have two daddies like it's that simple they're these little kids aren't gonna be like thinking about what's going on in the bedroom they literally will just see it on the surface oh you have a mommy and daddy they have a mommy and a mom Mm-hmm. And they show that their relationship was clearly a very wonderful, fulfilling relationship. So much so she stopped wanting to get off the planet because she had mm-hmm. her life with her wife there and her grand, mm-hmm. her her son and her grandchildren. Like mm-hmm. it was such a loving. Re- it was cl- and like you said, they were on the screen for how long? And we you get the feeling that it was such a loving relationship that. from mm-hmm. like what it how Izzy is. Izzy was wanted to be like her grandmother. I want to pivot for a second to talking about that that part where Buzz becomes obsessed with this idea of finding the solution mm-hmm. and is it Commander or Captain Hawthorne? Commander. Commander. Buzz is a captain. Got it. And Commander Hawthorne just is really grounded in reality and building a family and I found that to be Buzz's reaction to be the least believable part of the entire movie that he would come back and see all of this change that's happened with the people that are living at their home quote-unquote home um, Mm. where they're stranded and for him to just be like nope I gotta go back out like I that is that is something broken to me and and I I think I had a I have a very hard time believing that a sane person would act that way. Broken in Buzz or broken in the movie? Broken in Buzz. Um and I and I don't think the movie I don't think that was the intended 
personification. I mean, he blames himself for their stranding. And I think because of that, he was just so single focused. Like he was gonna, like after the crash, he was like, just throw me in jail. There's no point. And Alicia's like, no, you're gonna do complete the mission and we need you to complete Mm -hmm. the mission. Kind of like she put a lot of pressure on him, like not intentionally, Mm-hmm. because at that time she wanted to get off the planet too right and so I think that one motivation just like took grasp of his head and it, it kind of it did break him and I was kind of thinking like compared to like Toy Story how he was dead set that he was not a toy until he saw the commercial and that broke him in kind of a very similar way right when he came back and Alicia yeah. was gone. That was kind of what like kind of started breaking the cracks of that. Uh, I need to get out of here kind of thing. Wait, I got to say this before we get to that scene. It's a mixture of guilt and obsession because mm-hmm. you're right. At first he was guilty because he got everyone stranded there. And then it's like, oh, this is the way that I absolve myself from my guilt by completing yeah. the mission and saving everyone and getting them home. I'd be interested to talk to some of my friends in the military or veterans about their perception of this movie and also that specific plot point, Um, because I'm sure that I have a very limited experience to inform that opinion. That would be interesting to hear their perspectives. Yeah. I wish I'd message Mike. He'd totally be down to record, but... What were you saying, Tori? What were you... Before we got to the scene that made me ugly cry... Well, I I figured that was the scene that broke you, the scene where he comes back, and it 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 comes it kind of comes out of nowhere because it's in the middle of a montage, and he walks in and Hawthorne is gone, and there's nothing but a recording, and it's I'm just crying now. It was yeah. unexpected, and I think that's why it hit me so hard. The first time, but even the second time I watched it, I cried probably just as hard. I thought I had a note about this, and now I'm not seeing it. That's bothering me. But there's a line where Hawthorne's granddaughter says, I became a space ranger just like you. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) In the scene, (sighs) in the the recording, she says, or I'm recording for Buzz, he's a space ranger and then she said something along the lines you're going to be a space ranger like him and then Izzy responds no I'm going to be a space ranger like you and then at the very end when they have the she calls it statue that. she said I'm a space ranger like you. Thank you that's what got me that was like uh yeah that was a good moment and then the, there's the se- secondary recording on socks and she says this is my best friend I need you to protect him oh my god oh, yes <laughs> Let's talk Socks. about socks for a second. You're right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that scene that I, scene's totally a callback to Star Wars, by the way. Just saying. Oh, there's so oh, many geez, callbacks you're... to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Or to Starbucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to Star Wars. Wow. That's pretty much a Starbucks is bad. Also, I just did the, I just did the Chris Evans laugh, by the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that again. So there's so many callbacks to Star Wars, but socks is I mean, like, makes R2-D2 sounds. Um, there beep, were a beep, couple beep, things. Beep, beep, beep. Um, Anytime he processes something. Beep, beep, beep. Yes. He cracks me up every time. What was it? The whale calls. Oh, my God. Whale oh, calls. Whale. I, 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 
he laughed out loud. I <laughs> laughed really hard when he did the what, like he just opened his mouth and that evil white uh. noise. Sound. I laughed so hard, but no one else in the theater was laughing. I'm like, I did. I don't know what you find funny. I was there with you. I oh that was God. so funny. And then when he knocks out, when he knocks out the guards, I bought you five minutes. I bought you five minutes. <laughs> right, like <laughs> both times. It's like he's perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah, every oh, scene Socks was in, and like I think it was good that Socks wasn't around for the whole movie, but every scene that Socks was in was so good. Just mm-hmm. added all the comic relief we needed. And... I was gonna say I don't even think like. So, like he wasn't doing anything funny. <laughs> like he was, he was just he was, he was just funny. He's like he was he just... candor. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. The way he spoke and like I liked at the end how he had his little spot in the ship. That was really mm-hmm. cute. Yeah. I was very upset when the second socks got smooshed. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of shows you how that buzz thought too kind of like because he just didn't care about anything anymore at that point, really. He was just cool. focused on the mission. And that kind of shows what you were saying that he was broken something that uh that reminds me of number one i think buzz was kind of an asshole most of the movie buzz, but buzz is generally an asshole I it, feel. it came it came from his i guess his obsession and something that i wrote when i saw it the second time i kind of get a tony stark vibe from buzz because if you see Tony after the Avengers, after he sees what's out there beyond the wormhole, mm-hmm. he kind of becomes obsessed with protecting the world. And he goes mm-hmm. overboard with it. Like he okay, becomes yeah, obsessed with it, with making suits in Iron Man 3 yeah. and making Ultron in Age of Ultron and, you know, kind of running from Thanos in Endgame. Yeah. And protecting his, like, just being with his family. And I kind of see, like, Buzz is dead set on, like, this is the thing that I got to do, regardless of me losing time and, you know, not being as important to the Space Ranger Corps anymore. Because, like, what is he doing in between? Nothing. There are, there are probably sure. other Space Ranger missions because mm-hmm. they got the laser shield up. There's so much stuff that he missed because he was obsessed with one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm wondering, like, because it took a year to get that first rocket set or put together. I'm wondering, like, as a space ranger, what his job was. Was he helping put the rocket together? Was he just kind of, like, hanging out? Like, I'm wondering what he was doing that whole year, too. Like, was he able to help out? I mean, sure, he's very smart. Obviously, they showed it in the movie and in Toy Story. He's very, he's pretty smart as well like so i'm sure he was able to help right he was doing astrophysics on the fly trying to course correct like holy crap that okay so that was one of the first like within the first 10 minutes or so i was like they just explained all of the science from interstellar all like everything about time slippage yeah to like eight-year-olds and yeah (laughs) quickly and that to me is like that's a feat that's great like that was impressive to me and then it was like it wasn't really washed out like it was pretty pretty legit i think we're at the point where we can talk about the animation of the movie because fight me pixar doesn't make ugly movies Mm -hmm. oh no like say what you will about whether this movie was necessary or if you don't think it was toy story enough damn this movie looks good it was so pretty 
The cinematography was amazing. I'm I'm glad I saw this one in theaters. This is one that when you watch it on Disney Plus, if you don't have a good TV or if you're watching it on an older phone, like you're gonna miss a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. like Gina said, the cinematography is very beautiful. And the character mm-hmm. designs, like everything looks mm-hmm. like it looks real. You know what I really like appreciate and I noticed it both times, but um Izzy's hair. Mm-hmm. You can like see the texture of Izzy's hair. Izzy and Even her Hawthorne. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and I don't recall ever being able to see that maybe because there weren't other black characters with that like textured hair that I can recall, but like like that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can't remember a African American character with better hair than these two. Because I can think I, of I can think of characters with realistic hair. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. none of them are as spot on as these two were and it showed their natural hair as well which i think is wonderful mm-hmm. and then the different styles you can wear it in right because izzy had those two braids and then hawthorne had a, a vast she had a different hairstyle and pretty much yeah yeah every, like every t- time they came back she had a different, had a different hairstyle, hairstyle which i think is really great for for little kids of color right because they're used to see white people hair again it's all about representation and it's the little things i was looking at something i I think during my time in a ga every time i would get on youtube there was a uh you know the ads because youtube youtube is 60 percent ads now there was a a the the commercial about those kids that like kids walking up to the school and the teacher's like, hey, we have a hair policy. Which, what the fuck is a hair policy? Can mm-hmm. I can I ask that? What is that bullshit? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the yeah, but the <laughs> the commercial is like, be your you know, basically be yourself. You know, they had those policies when we were in Texas. They, I mean, they still have them now. But they literally yeah. just passed the Crown Act for people at work. Of course, they have them in schools. Oh my god! Again, what the fuck is that? But yeah, seeing that, it's like, it it's so ridiculous that that's something that has to be focused on in this day and age. Like, there's so much other shit. But I appreciate that the hair love that was on display in this movie. Yes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Pixar doesn't make ugly movies. I love the, I guess I'll throw out my one cool shot for this episode was when Buzz gets back from his first mission and he's failed. And he's looking out yeah. over, he's looking out of his window, and I think it's raining, I can't remember. Yes. But the sunset mm-hmm. in that scene, it's just, it, oh, it's, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. That, that's what I was thinking. I was like, every time I think about it, I think of that specific scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's beautiful. Like, and you can see the individual rain droplets. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about I spoke about uh the Iron Man vibe that I got. I also got an Iron Man Ironmonger vibe from no spoil it. Buzz and Future Buzz, aka Zerg. Because mm. I kind of got a like the that kind of like intimidating, domineering relationship from you know that you know Obadiah Stane and Tony Stark had in the first Iron Man movie. Now that you say mm. it, I, yeah, I kind of got that like vibe where he's like, I'm better, I'm older, and no more than you Wiser. so i yeah mm-hmm. gina you want to speak on your feelings about uh about zerg so i think that's what you were alluding to earlier 
Yeah, when, when I, yeah. Um, so like canon, right, is from Toy Story 2 is Zerg is Buzz's dad. And in this movie, it is just Buzz from the future. It did throw me off watching it, but I got over it really quick. Like I, it's, it is a toy, it's, it's an animated film. I don't need the canon to be perfect. Monsters University messed up some stuff for Monsters Inc. Like, so I, like, I don't need it to be perfect. Um, and I think they did a well, good enough job of explaining it and making it work in the movie. Plus the fact that Zerg could possibly be his dad in another timeline, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if you're going to introduce timelines, you can introduce multiple ones. And then with this, the trailer or the end credit scene, I mean, you always come back or something. I don't know. Like it, it, it could be anything. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that was silly was like, he's like dad and is like, mm-hmm. th- doesn't he know what his dad looks like? <laughs> Like, maybe like that maybe was the he only looks. Thing. Maybe his dad looks just like an older maybe, version of him. Maybe, it's a thing. That's, yeah, maybe that's the only thing. But like, it did. It threw me out of the movie for a couple seconds, and then I was right back in. Especially because socks came back around in a couple seconds, hmm. and I like socks. And I know like other people have been complaining that he's not canon. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Stop. Grace, does the explanation of how? zerg buzz gets there makes sense i think so but honestly it's been too long for me to remember all of the details but it didn't it made sense at the time um and even like listening to gina talk about it not being canon with toy story 2 like i think it's easier well let me just talk myself out of that i was thinking like it's easy to simplify that concept for a kid's toy um but if this is the movie that the toy is based off of then like no that would be that wouldn't make sense i'm wondering why they didn't do it but i'm thinking also like i feel like they were literally just quoting star wars in toy story 2 and had no intention so like there was yes. no like yeah. that's the obviously actual answer. future that's what the actual answer is they're just like we're just quoting star wars we don't actually have to <laughs> I just keep picturing I'm gonna play catch with my dad I just <laughs> I don't know why that scene's running through my head <laughs> I think the the making it future buzz also hammers home or brings to light buzz being obsessed with completing the mission yeah it's, it's another thing that breaks him out of that like mental fog that that motive that obsession and guilt yeah it it when he thinks oh these people won't exist and Hawthorne remembers, hey, I had a life. Another MCU reference, because, duh. It makes me think that Buzz is a lot like Captain America. He spent so much time on Mm -hmm. missions, he didn't live his own life until the end of Endgame, when he went and lived his life. And not to mention the years that he lost while he was in cryosleep. Yep. He loses about as much time as Buzz does. A hundred years, yeah, it's about a hundred years. A part of me was like, I was thinking it was like going to work, but like only take them back so far where like Hawthorne would still be alive, but they would still have their Mm -hmm. family and Izzy would be like a kid again. And so then he could grow up or he could, Izzy can grow up with Buzz around. I thought that would have been a really cute ending. And I thought that was for a second, like I thought that was what was going to happen. But I'm absolutely okay with, 
what did happen where he just was like no we gotta blow this ship up because mm-hmm. um, I think it flowed more with his the character development mm-hmm. I think so speaking of character development and what actually happened Gina went and saw this movie a second time what I did instead of seeing this movie a third time I watched Buzz Lightyear Star Command mm-hmm. uh, the movie I think it's called mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear Star Command The Adventure Begins which is what they did with every Disney afternoon you know action show it got a movie Mm -hmm. first and then there was the show so i'm sad to report that these movies are basically the same Mm -hmm. it has all the beats are there every single beat is there except for time travel Mm -hmm. you know there's a mission that goes wrong loses spoilers for that entire movie buzz loses a comrade He doesn't want to work with the new ragtag group of people because they're young. They're rookies. Enter Zerg. There's a problem to be solved. Buzz realizes he can't do it alone. And then the rookies that he hates becomes his new team at the end. And he learns to be a team player. Mm -hmm. It's all the same movie. Yeah, really though. Which is really just Monsters, Inc. Or Monsters University. Sorry, it's Monsters Monsters University. University, yeah. That's true, too. (laughs) Fail out of mission, get a misfit toys. Uh, add add a lost in space vibe to very lost in space actually. What do we think of the music, the score? I liked it, but it's not memorable. I don't remember any like big moments where it enhanced the scenes. Yeah, I think of Giacchino for The Incredibles. What else has he done, Tori? For Pixar or in general? Uh, for uh, in general. He did Star Trek. The new Star Trek movies were him. Mm-hmm. The only significant moment I can think of was when he got sucked out into space after they blew up Zerg's ship. Yeah, and the, it went silent. Which that may, now that you say that with this is the same Star Trek, that's exactly what he did in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. But even still, I think that's more of the sound design team than the, yeah, not not score yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. He also did uh, Rogue One. Ah, I did like the music for that. I haven't watched that one in ages. Same here. I watched it this month. It was very good. I have to watch it again without my fanboy filter on. So, <laughs> what about you, Tori? What did you think of the music? I I agree with both of you. I think it was okay, just not memorable. Like mm-hmm. it it fit the it fit what it was. Like I I'm gonna have to go listen to the soundtrack, like independent of the movie. But I'm like, because mm-hmm. w- I'm like, what was Buzz's theme? Like, can you hum oh, no. Buzz's theme? Nope, no. And it might be really good by itself. But like I said, I didn't, I didn't feel like it enhanced anything in the movie and it wasn't memorable yeah, by same. itself or like in the movie by itself. It didn't detract from the movie, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, no. this, it's it's not elevating it either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something that I absolutely have to talk about. Our sponsor today, Meat Sandwich. How do y'all feel <laughs> about Meat Sandwich? I think I, it's absolutely disgusting. I wrote in my notes. We got to fight about this one because I, I think it's hysterical. I am brilliant. <laughs> Curtis loved the idea and wanted to recreate it. I mean, it's easy to do. Oh no, I don't. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> also, how many pickles did that sandwich lose? How many pickles <laughs> fell off that sandwich? More, more, more pickles than a Chick Fil A sandwich. I'll tell you that much. I, 
What am I supposed yeah, to do with I, just two pickles? Come on, Chick-fil-A. I think it's just a ridiculous commentary on if you live long enough, you see the world change in really weird ways. Yeah. And yeah. and this is like totally ridiculous and funny and also totally plausible. <laughs> like, I believe it. I understand where they're coming from. That it, two bread slices is a lot of bread, right? It is. But if you could figure out a solution where I don't have to put my fingers on meat while I'm eating the sandwich then I'm on board I think it's just wrapped in paper is really like the delivery was poor that's what it is I mean mean, they made it look very wet and it made noises they weren't making it appealing to us that was that was great sound design and great just like Great I want to know what they work. used to make that sound. They may they may have used just a real sandwich or just like a bag or just yeah, a like bag a of boy. mayo. Oh. You just put a you just put mayo in a sandwich bag and just like squish it next to a microphone. That's how you make the sound. On our next episode, we'll be squishing mayo. <laughs> Does this sound like a meat sandwich, guys? <laughs> It was funny too, like with the food actually, like when he gets back and he makes, he like breaks the box in half or like bends it. Curtis is like, wow, that's a really good idea. And then he saw the food. He's like, mm, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the meals. The meals yeah, the that he meals, has. He like, he like popped it like a, like a globe bracelet. And then he shook it. Yeah, like a glow stick. Yeah, a glow stick. <laughs> but then it was like just gelatinous yuck. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Fine, right? the food in this this movie was excellent or you just eat it and <laughs> just worry hey i'm getting protein don't worry about the taste i'm getting all the nutrients that the I te- need. it might taste good it's the texture yeah i, I really the i really the meat sandwich <laughs> i really want disney to commit and feature food from this at like epcot like just, oh my gosh just, just do it or at least the meat sandwich <laughs> i want to see if binging with babish does the meat sandwich yes, on an episode juicy or what did they it was a juice fingers juicy fingers yeah juice fingers taika watiti man he's he's <laughs> he's a uh, he's having a he's having a month isn't he he's having a month man he's having, he's having the year. summer of taika it's the summer of taika I was concerned when I saw, like, because I, I didn't, because he's been in so much lately. At least he didn't direct this one. No, he didn't direct this one. I was concerned, but, like, his character was fine. His was more, the com- for me, comic relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, than Socks. Socks was just cute. Okay, Tori, you want to move on to awards? Yeah. Um, we usually try to speculate on what awards that this thing could be nominated for or win, but I... I think there's only one. Yeah, I think the front runner for the year is uh, Turning Red for Best Animated Feature. I mean, mm-hmm. Lightyear might get nominated because this, like I said, this movie looks good. It looks great. Yeah. But that's about it. I, I, I think it will be nominated. I do not think it will win. And I don't think it will be nominated for Best Original Score. No. I think uh, it, may, it may get some significant buzz at the Annie Awards because, you know, visual effects... Mm-hmm. A production design. It could get something for sound design, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But that's also not a common. That's not really a common category for animated movies. I think Wally was the last serious animated yeah. contender in sound design, and that was like groundbreaking. So. Yeah, yeah, say justifiably. Yeah. yeah, Ben Burt is you know 
a legend. He did Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I watched Beyond Infinity. Oh, the, I can watch it. The making of featurette on Disney Plus about this movie. My favorite thing about the the production design of this movie is uh who was it? Angus McLean. He would use Legos to design all of the ships. Yes. And they would just then sketch the ships into oh, the computer. Oh, and I'm just like, that is so cool. And I feel like I missed my calling in life. You could still go be a Lego engineer. Yeah. Can I really? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to have to do some more practice. But did you ever build yeah. the Steamboat Willie? I did. Absolutely. I have a train whistle right next to it because it, it, it's <laughs> apt now. But yeah. Come here. You can come over. You can build the Millennium Falcon and you can get some practice. Can I? Do you yeah. have it? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And those, and I slave one too. Why are Legos so damned expensive? If they weren't, if they weren't so expensive, I would have Legos everywhere. But I also remember I'm a grown man. Uh, who cares? I think Legos is one of the one of the things where it's like, no, that's totally acceptable. Who cares? God, I I wish. Also, who cares? <laughs> go buy that Lego. Yeah. Okay, well, if you have the money, go buy the Lego. <laughs> yeah, don't go broke. Don't go broke. Where your money go, Legos? Legos. Why are you on the uh, streets? I have this wonderful falcon here. I can't. I can't. I can't eat off of Legos. Well, I I can eat Legos, but I probably shouldn't. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. We've we've digressed. Last thing about that that featurette. I recommend going to watch that featurette on on uh, Disney Plus. It's really great. My favorite thing and something I thought was funny was they were going through. You know, they started with the history of Buzz and everything and they were talking about how his catchphrase is to infinity and beyond and it's re- they're like you know technically you can't really go beyond infinity because you know infinity is mm-hmm. is not measurable and i'm like mm-hmm. i love how someone actually sat and thought about how silly this saying is mm-hmm. because it's it it started off as sort of an ironic joke but it's because it's become the big moniker that pixar is known for mm-hmm. you know grace like what was the what was the book that was about pixar what was the name of it creativity inc okay that's not what i was thinking of but i think there's another book that's i think, there is. I think there's a, another book called beyond infinity or to infinity and beyond and it's you know another pixar story and it's just like huh it was interesting to look to to think about mm-hmm. uh and in that in that featurette, they were also talking about like making Buzz go from toy to human, because mm-hmm. his uh, his dimensions and like his facial features don't make mm-hmm. sense on an actual human because yeah. he has that big mm-hmm. freaking chin. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear looks like someone took Mister Incredible's head and just kind of evened it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Because he has a small top of it. Mr. Credible has a small top of his head. That's true, he does. Kind of, yeah, you're it right. Kind of, it just kind like, of pear shapes out. Mm-hmm. And Buzz Lightyear's head is more like a potato. Just like with a fat bottom. It does kind of look like Mr. Potato Head. You said see, fat see. bottom. <laughs> they make the rock and roll go around. Or so I'm told. <laughs> okay, okay. Go watch the documentary so you don't have to hear me. 
paraphrasing. I like that they're doing that because they did yeah. one with mm-hmm. Turning Red as well. Yeah. The thing that, and I haven't bought a Disney DVD or Blu-ray of anything new, but these are featurettes that would normally be on Blu-rays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm just like, no, okay, no offense, but like no one actually watched them. Minimal amount of people watch them on the DVDs, I would say. I remember watching the one for Wally. I would say I've never watched them prior to them being on Disney+. The thing that I miss about not getting these DVDs is the director commentary. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've watched the director commentary for Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, Lion King, mostly in in prep for earlier podcast episodes. But mm-hmm. so insightful on the process of making those movies. Because mm-hmm. you'll get the director, the producer, the writer, the lead animator talking about what they went through doing these yeah. movies. And that's something that is kind of missing with these newer Blu-rays and everything. Mm-hmm. Quick trivia from this movie that I thought was super interesting. The voice of Ivan the uh, navigational onboard software. The voice of Ivan was Mary McDonald Lewis, who is also the voice of OnStar. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was very good casting. Chris Evans and Tim Allen share a birthday, uh, June 13th. Nice. The oxygen tanks that are in the background, I think when Buzz is suiting up, it's earlier in the movie, it's like before his no. first mission. Yeah, they yeah. have the Monsters, Inc. tank. They are actually scream canisters from the Monsters franchise. They're w- when he's in the, the building with the bugs. Yes, that's what it is. Nice. I'm so happy I actually caught that on the first viewing without... I caught it on the first viewing. I did not catch it on the second. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Nice. Is that the only like reference to other Pixar movies? I think so. That you saw, at least that you saw, I guess. That I saw, yes. Speaking of other Pixar movies, where does Lightyear rank amongst Pixar films? Amongst the others? I need my list. Ooh, we gotta sit and make another list. I know. Uh, of all of of all of them? <laughs> I, yes. Are we starting the bracket over again? I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I think that's the ten ten year anniversary. Like if we still get if we get that far. We're gonna time warp back oh to the gosh. beginning and I will start it all over again. Done. Uh, Oh no. I would put this near the lower middle, kind of in the brave uh for me, the brave monsters you Cars 3 mm-hmm. area. You and I just disagree about Monsters U. I think Monsters U is in the top top third. We also disagree about the Cars franchise, too. So, But that's me and everybody. I think I'm the only person Who fighting really for it? Cars 3 to be, to be recognized. I think I liked Cars 3 more than I liked the other ones, but I don't remember at this point. I, I think this is... The cars. Yeah. I, I think this is... I think it's below Incredibles, below Monsters, above Finding Dory, below Toy Story 3, above Toy Story 2, because Toy Story 2 is trash. I'm a fighter. Um, <laughs> above, above Brave, 
Me about first. Cars. Maybe like tied with Luca. Okay. Oh, I'm a fighter. Because <laughs> I came at Toy Story 2. Yes. And Luca. I like Luca. I, but I. I like Luca. I loved it. I don't think. <laughs> I should see it again. I, I was. I've listened to a couple of other podcasts talk about how this isn't Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Like, my thing is number one. It's not. This is kind of. Yeah, it's not. It's not a Toy Story movie. I was not, I was, when I went into this movie, I was not looking for, you know, Lightyear, a Toy Story story. Nobody got that joke. I was. <laughs> no, I don't want that. Yes, I'm laughing at my own joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that Pixar is so leaps and bounds ahead of everyone that this is medium Pixar. Medium Pixar is still better than the best of some studios. Oh yeah, for sure. I I'm completely fine with you know this not being or this being a departure of what we get from Toy Story. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with Pixar not having to completely wreck us emotionally within the first 5 to 10 15 minutes for it to be mm-hmm. a good movie. Everything's set <laughs> it wrecked. I got wrecked, all right? <laughs> That's fine. Uh I, I still I'm still kind of in the like not love category, but I think there are a lot of still there are a lot of like not love movies from Pixar that I can recommend. I think about like the rewatchability of it, and I think I would be like because I have a, I have a four year old right, so I I have to rewatch movies that she likes a lot. I think that's a great metric. I watched Luca on repeat for probably a good two weeks, and I didn't get bored of it, which is why I'm like. Mm-hmm. Strong feel. I like Luca. Like if, if I can watch it for two weeks straight, I... and same with Turning Red. But I knew Turning Red. I like Turning Red from the beginning. Now she won't watch Buzz again. I guarantee it because she only likes Buzz. I think she was expecting more Buzz, mm-hmm. but she watches mm-hmm. Toy Story on repeat. Like right. Yeah. Now I will watch it again and I will enjoy it again. Like I didn't mind. This is a... this is the first movie I've seen in theaters for a second time since I've had a child. Um, and I was okay with that. Like, right. When Tori asked me to come on, I was like, yeah, I'll go see it again. Like I was excited to go see it again. And like, even at the end, like when we finished watching, I'm like, I want to watch it again. Like I was like, wanted to see it again. Now that doesn't like mean it's like higher up on the Pixar scale for me, but like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not definitely not on the lower half. Yeah. For, for me, like brave. I think I watched Brave like twice, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like I've never seen Cars because I don't have any desire to watch Cars, and so they're at the bottom. One and three—that's all you need. I I don't even want to watch one. Like I have no desire to watch it. One and three. Just I don't know why. I do. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like Cars when it came out, but I do like it okay now. And I, it's a good story, and I'll I think to... just hearing Owen Wilson do. Uh, the voices like that's. I think it came out when I was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. They came out what year? Oh six. I don't know. I just so I was in middle school, so that's probably why. I was in high. School. I totally agree with you though. My litmus test for like where a movie ranks is how, like, would I watch this movie over and over and over if I had to? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty if much been the case. The privilege yeah. of well, non-children. 
<laughs> well, okay, so it it comes from babysitting my godbrother Max and him being sick and us watching Lion King like six times in a row. And yeah. nice. And like Lion King is still amazing and I will still watch it, it at the drop of a hat. Yes, and you are correct. So that's the like compared to this, which one of these would I rather watch over and over? Frozen twos that for I'll watch that over and over again. I like Frozen Two. Okay, we I've lost the plot. Uh, I keep forgetting to ask this when we've done movie reviews in the past couple times. What letter grade would you give Lightyear? B minus. I say B plus. Solid B minus. Yeah. So that averages to a B. B. <laughs> I already did one cool shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Honorable mention for cool shot. One cool shot. A second cool shot is when Buzz goes, anytime he's going into hyperspeed, mm-hmm. and it gets a kind of uh, 2001 Space Odyssey vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with all the colors. It's a very colorfully distinct movie. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, when he does the final one with the... With when he the actually pistol. goes into hyperspace. When he actually goes into hyperspeed. Yeah, that, that was really cool. That was yeah. really pretty. Like the reflection on the on the glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really enjoyed any time he went through the rings. I, I think it was just satisfying. I thought with the in the trailer, uh, I thought that was going to be how he time traveled because I knew time travel was a thing, but I thought the rings were how what made him time it. travel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Grace, drunk Disney, do the thing. Drunk Disney. Okay, rule number one: drink every time Buzz attempts to complete the mission, and that like. It's not too many times, but you do get that sequence where it's over and over, kind of like the Nemo sequence. Um, it's good. Uh, any Easter eggs to the original Toy Story? I, w- I want to say it's a Toy Story or Star Wars, because there's so many to Star Wars too. So any sounds that come from Star Wars or any um, dialogue that comes from Toy Story or that we recognize and tie to Toy Story initially. Um, that's another drink. And then drink anytime someone says Buzz or Lightyear. Let's go. Yeah. That'd be very lit. Getting drunk. Yep. There was another scene, and it's an Easter egg too, when he's falling back to Earth. The It's how Toy Story 2 opens in the video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but like that shot oh. is really pretty too. Mm-hmm. When he's fly- When he's flying at the screen. Yeah. yeah, right after I, he blew up Zerg. This tells you how many times I've watched Toy Story 2, because like, I know that Rex is playing a video game. I know nothing of what's happening in it. Watch it again. Let's go. I had a thought the other day. It's like, is the Buzz video game a video game, or is it the sequel to this one? Because mm. in, in that movie, or sorry, in the video game, it's like, we meet again, Buzz Lightyear. And, uh, yeah. And then it's possible. They start the yeah, fight. maybe it's the maybe it's the second one. The second movie yeah. came out by that point, and yeah, because it's like two years later. Because he's going to cowboy is it, camp. Is it two years? I'm guessing. Buster's Buster's older. Mm-hmm. No, that's in three. Three was when Buster's. No, old. no, not old. Oh, yeah, I get him as a puppy at the end of Toy Story One. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. he's actually a dog in Toy Story Two. Head Actually, a dog. Head cannon, The video game that they're playing because he also has the anti gravity belt. Set up for light year two. He's got to get the anti gravity belt. 
head cannon is now I'm thinking the, of video the, game, scene. the video game that they're playing in uh toy story 2 is based on the sequel to lightyear we'll, we'll find out won't we I don't think they're going to make a second one because I think they're trying to get away from sequels and do more original things. But mm-hmm. if they made a second one, I wouldn't hate it. I just don't know what that. It was just a tease at the end, then. Yes, I think. Thank you, Gina, for uh, using talking <laughs> talking with us about Lightyear. Got a little heated there. <laughs> Not like against each other. I just got like fired up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Representation matters. Yes. Yes, that was big. Yeah, the gist. That was the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> that was our review of Lightyear. Tell us what you think. Where can you tell us what you think? On social media at facebook.com slash Disney Versus, on Twitter at Disney VS, and uh, I guess on Instagram at Disney Versus Podcast. You Please guess? remember, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how comments on Instagram works. We know we know that. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you leave us a five-star review and a comment, we will read it during the episode. We have a couple of episodes coming up that we are planning. Grace will finally watch Raya the Last Dragon, and we're going to talk about what? it. Uh, yeah it's a whole thing it's together <laughs> <laughs> well you've done a you've already done a full episode on raya right yes so i think it's just a mini episode yeah absolutely okay tell me tell me a date and we will set aside 45 minutes to record that episode and i will watch it immediately before love it we are also going to continue our bracket of the ages series and we are going to talk about the silver age of disney movies until then thank you for listening as always and we will see you next episode goodbye farewell